Hi everybody and a huge welcome to church today at Global Heart Church and I want to welcome you wherever you're coming from, be it your dining room table, your lounge room, your favorite chair, uh, in your bed. If you're in bed watching, great to have you with us today and also want to just welcome any of our church family who are watching from Zambia, from Germany and also friends and new friends from around the world who may be tuning in. We're so glad to have you with us. And also, too, if you're new and you've been uh, watching us uh, here in Australia, maybe for the first or second time, I want to give you a huge welcome as well. And then everybody who's a part of Global Heart Church, wherever you are, so good to have you with us today as uh, I share the word with you. And also, can I encourage you, everyone here in Australia, that uh, uh, Lusaka have their service, uh, West Australian time at 4.30, and Hamburg has their service at 5 p.m. So uh, Lusaka is online on Facebook, and our Hamburg service is online on YouTube. So you might want to watch one and then watch the other one later, or you might want to do it alternate weeks. But whatever, can I encourage you right now, we really need you to be supporting our church in Zambia and supporting our church in Hamburg. They need us inputting and cheering them on because uh, they've got challenges right there where they can't meet as well. And so any support we're giving them here from Australia is huge. So love to have you a part of that. Also, can I encourage you to stay on throughout the message uh, I really want to uh, today believe that God's going to really speak to you. So stay with me. Stay uh, on throughout the message. I'd love to have you with me to the end. And also, too, can I encourage you, if you're a believer, don't just uh, at the end say, hey, I'm going to get out of here before the article. I need you praying with me. I really do. So I'd love it if you stayed online and stayed praying with me, praying for people who aren't yet, uh, you know, walking in a relationship with the Lord that they might come to know him. So appreciate you staying with me, staying to the end of the message, and also uh, staying and praying for uh, everybody who today have the opportunity to receive Jesus into their life as well. So that'd be fantastic. So let me pray for you, everybody, as we start, as we head into our message today. I've entitled our message, Love Lockdown. Because that's what it's been like right now. There's been uh, this lockdown situation happening around the world. Some people, it's uh, much more challenging situations uh, to what we're having here in Perth. But I just thought I'd entitle it Love Lockdown because I thought in the middle of this lockdown, we need to realize that God is with us, God is for us, and God loves us so much. So let's just pray together in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you, Father, for everybody who's tuning in today in Australia, here in Perth. Lord, for those who are tuning in from around the world, and Lord, our church families in Zambia and Germany, just pray, Father, be with them. And I pray, Lord, speak to everybody. Thank you, Lord, you've always got something that you want to say specifically to every heart, to every life, to each person who's tuning in today. And I pray that you would do that, Lord. Give us a revelation, give us understanding, Father, and empower us, Lord, to live the life that you've called us to live. I pray for anybody who doesn't know you, Lord, let your love get all over them, get on them, get in them, and Father, I pray, bring about, Lord, salvation, peace, and freedom, and Lord, bring about your great purpose for their life. Lord, I just pray that now, and I pray that everybody today would be blessed because of your word, and Father, we just honor you and say, thank you for your word, Lord, it brings life. It brings peace, it brings salvation, and it brings great hope. And we just thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 
All right, well, I was thinking right now, everyone, that we're in this situation where we can't have church. Oh my gosh, I'm missing everyone so much. Not having church, being an extrovert and meeting with everybody, it is super, super challenging. I can be quiet at home for a good period and then I need to see people. So uh, I'm missing everybody and can't wait till we're back together again. But I do realize that in the middle of it, that God really wants to use this season and this situation. Uh, and I've entitled it Love Lockdown so that we really begin to see that in the middle of this situation, that God is at work, God is for us. And I really pray that you'd have a fresh revelation of God's love right now, whatever your situation is. If you're in need right now, if you've got challenges going on, I just want to declare right now, God is with you. We are praying for you. I'm praying every week for people's jobs and for your family and for your, your friendships. If you're a single person, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your business. But I pray in this season that you would have a fresh understanding or maybe come to understanding for the first time just how much God loves you and that God is actually with you in Jesus' name. You know, many years ago when I met God's love, can I tell you, God's love was a shock. <laughs> God's love shocks. When God's love hits you, it's a shock because you've never experienced it before. You didn't know it was real. I never knew that it was real. And God's love hit my heart in such a powerful way that my life was changed forever. While I've been at home in this uh, season and time where, you know, we're... I think we can get a takeaway coffee and it can hit coals. That's right, you can hit the supermarket. But nothing else, it's really, in a way, I think a season that I believe that the Lord can really use in my life. And I really pray that He'll use it in your life to see Him and also to, to see God's hand on your life in this season. I declare God's hand is on your life. And I want to encourage you that God's love for you Hello, his love for you is huge and it doesn't go away. Let me read Romans to you, Romans 8.31. It says here, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for us today, who can be against us? Everyone, God is for you. So who can be against you? God is on your side. And I believe that God's love, hello, is right now with you. And I believe that God's love can protect you and bring you through this season. Romans 8.28, amazing verse in God's word. says, everything works together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Even now in this situation, look for the good. Look for the good. Let this season be one that you declare that God, you're going to work it for good. No matter the challenges, no matter the disappointments. Let's declare together that God is well able to work it for our good. Romans 8, 37 to 39 in the New King James Version. I love it. It says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Everybody right now in your love lockdown at home, you're more than a conqueror through Him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, wow, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, 
which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Everybody, how awesome is that? Nothing can separate you from God's love. You're more than a conqueror. No created thing can separate you from God's love. And God is with you right now in this season and in this situation. And I love it too, when you become a a believer, God's love doesn't leave. (laughs) God's love never left me. I became a Christian many years ago and God's love never left me. And in fact, God's love began to change me so much that uh, the life that I lived, which was pretty much as a victim, my life was about everything that happened to me. And I was just a reactionary. I was always reacting to situations and to people. And it was almost like everything was against me. And God's love began to deliver me of that victim status so that today I declare I'm a victim no more. You know, God wants to take up residence in you by his love and through his love. And when he moves in, he doesn't move out. (laughs) When God moves in, he does not move out. And he lives in us and he begins to build confidence in us for our future. You know, God's love leads to deep humility. The more I walk with God, the more I'm just filled with wonder of who he is. And also the sense of, you know, I'm totally valued by God, but I'm also humbled that he's placed his love in my life in the way that he has. So God's love leads to deep humility and a deep confidence at the same time. If you're not yet a believer, wow, if you're fearful, if you're missing confidence, if you feel like you've got no confidence, God wants to fill you with confidence in this lockdown season and uh, give you confidence to come out the other side, I believe and I pray, into a new day and a new future. You know, uh, somebody once said, I like it after receiving Jesus and becoming a follower of his and receiving his love, they said, I do not think more or less of myself. Instead, I think of myself less. Wow. How helpful is that? You don't put yourself down. You don't put yourself up. But you find yourself, when you feel with God's love and in this lockdown season, may it be so, you find yourself thinking about yourself less, which is actually very freeing because we're able to let God take care of us while we say, Lord, what is my part in helping others? You know, uh, here's good news too. I like this. God is not moody, everybody. I'm moody. (laughs) I can be moody in the morning. And uh, I know about you, but I can be moody, have times of moodiness. Don't ask my wife. She would say that that never happens. Uh, Not. Because we're humans. We, We all have moods. The good news, everybody, is, and hopefully you get a breakthrough in that, but I'm talking about, you know, reasonable ones, not crazy ones. But the good news is God's not moody. He doesn't go up and down. God's not hot and cold. Do you ever meet some people, one minute they're all hot and they love you and you're the best thing sing sliced toast, and then the next minute they're all cold with you? Well, God's not moody. He doesn't go up and down. And he has chosen to place his love upon us and I believe that God doesn't then remove his love from us. You know, there's an incredible story in the book of Genesis. I find it absolutely amazing. It's the story of uh, when Moses went up the mountain. Uh, basically, he was going to meet with God and receive the Ten Commandments, the, the tablets. And while he was up there, the people got restless. They had 
no uh, God that they could see to worship, and they got restless that Moses was gone, and, and Aaron, who was like his second in charge, if you like, the assistant pastor type role, he kind of listened to the people, and the next minute they were crying out to worship a God, and next minute Aaron got them all to gather their gold in, and they melted the gold down, and they, they made this false idol, a golden calf, and they all ended up, uh, you know, dancing around the calf, uh, yelling out, giving this idol uh, worship and attention until Moses returned. And, you know, it's incredible because you're like, well, you know, would God ever use Aaron again? But, you know, just a chapter or two before, God had said to Aaron and his sons that he was going to use them as priests to minister to him. Do you know, it's only a couple of chapters later, after they've worshipped the golden calf, that Moses said, everybody who's for the Lord, come over this side. And uh, everybody who's with God, come here. And uh, Aaron came over, and obviously with a sense of humility and real repentance. And you know what? I love it. It's incredible. God did not remove his love from him. And in fact, incredibly, God did not remove his call. And, uh, and the Bible tells us that uh, he went on and was used of the Lord with his sons to be ministers to God. I'm, I'm just blown away. There's some things in the Bible, if it was me, I'd hide them. <laughs> some stories I think, you know, I think I'd hide that. I would not have that in there. But somebody I called, then made a golden calf, then lost their mind, led the, was involved in it, led the people in it. But God's not like that. God knows us and he also shows us that we are humans who are frail and fail. We're frail and we fail, yet God's love Hello is restorative. And when Aaron turned to the Lord, said to Moses, I'm with you, I'm with the Lord, God restored him and restored him, in fact, back to being the priest that God had called him to be. Incredible. Good news, everyone. 1 John 1 9 says this. If you're worried about your sins, if you feel like maybe God's angry with you, God's not for you, maybe you've failed, you've sinned badly, uh, you walked away from God, whatever it is, 1 John 1 9 says this, it's very powerful. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible tells us right there, very powerfully, God doesn't just say, hey, I'm going to wipe away some of your sins, the other ones you need to pay for, or maybe you need to do this kind of penance or this kind of... Now the Bible says that we confess them to God. And ask God to forgive us. He's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everybody, that's the God that we serve today. You know, God's love puts fire in your feet. <laughs> God's love puts fire in your feet. When I, I got filled with God's love, it just put this fire in me, a, a passion that I never came up with, never, never worked for, never hungered after. God just put it in me through his love. And so when God's love's in your life, First of all, he puts it in you, and then he begins to impact your surroundings, people around you. Your life gets impacted. Everything gets impacted when God's love puts fire in our feet. Why does God put fire in your feet? He does it so that we'll fulfill his purpose, follow him, and I believe also be used by him to help a lot of other people. You know, um, Psalm 104, verse 4, says this in the New King James. It says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Psalm 104, verse 4. God makes his ministers a flame of fire, the New King James Version says. And I believe that's so true. 
when you are filled with God's love, there's a fire that comes into your life. It's incredible. And it causes you to do things that you would not normally do. Reinhard Bonnke said, you, you must desire the fire and claim your flame. I like that. You must desire the fire for what God's called you to and claim your flame. Everybody, claim your flame. John Wesley said, I set myself on fire and people come watch me burn. Wow. God's love had set his feet on fire. He said, and from that, I now look upon the whole world as my parish. How incredible. John Wesley said, God's love and the power of his love and the fire of his love caused him to see the whole world now as his parish. You know, the touch of God and the love of God will make you go the extra mile. Jesus said, if somebody asks you to go one mile, go two. God's love in your life will cause you to extend. It'll cause you to go that extra mile. Also, too, God's love and the fire of his love and the fire of his ministry in you, it will make you go for the extraordinary. Not just the ordinary, you'll go for the extraordinary. And I'm inspired by John Wesley's life, who, filled with God's love, filled with the fire of God's love and the fire of his presence, the Bible says that John Wesley, in his life, rode, uh, sorry, writers of his life said, he rode 250,000 miles, preached two to three times a day, which is an estimated 40,000 sermons. And as he died at age 87, he said this. He said, the best of all is that God is with us. Even at the end of his life, John Wesley, after serving the Lord, his feet set on fire by the love of God, in fulfilling God's purpose, He's lying on his bed, about to leave the planet. He said, the best thing of all is that God is with us. Everybody, let's be inspired today. God is with us and God is with you. You know, we must not plan with what's in our pocket. We need to plan our lives with what's in God's pocket. What's in God's pocket for your life? God is, he's, he's the owner of the world. The Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So we need to look to God to lead us through our season and lead us into his great purpose and plan in Jesus' name. I like how Reinhard Bonnke said this, anyone can believe when God is already moving, but real faith is when you step out when it seems God is not moving. If that's your experience right now, you feel like, God, you're not moving, can I encourage you? Don't be moved by circumstances. We have to lift our faith up to the level of God's word, not bring our faith down to the level of our circumstances. And faith is moving and operating, speaking and declaring what you're believing for when it seems like nothing is happening. That, in actual fact, is real faith. You know, love, God's supernatural love, overcomes people disappointment. God's love overcomes people disappointment. I find many times people have sat down in life or stopped getting up when there's a challenge come their way because they've had disappointments, particularly with people. They've had contradictions in their life. Life is going to bring all of us contradictions. Times where we thought one thing and something else happened. Also, life brings reversals. Have you ever had a reversal in your life? You were going one way and then suddenly the door shut and you were seen to be going backwards in another way. I discovered years ago, sometimes the way up in God is the way down. 
Don't despise reversals, everybody, but realize that God can be at work in your reversal and his love can overcome particularly disappointments that people bring. You know, we should not be surprised that we get disappointed with people. (laughs) I get disappointed with myself. Sometimes I struggle to get on with me. Do you ever struggle to get on with you? Sometimes I struggle to get on with me. So I sometimes need to realize I need to lighten up when it comes to people who seemingly have failed me because I'm sure that I've failed others around my life. But what we need to do is ask God for grace, ask God for mercy, and ask God to help us to forgive so that we can move on from uh, people, disappointments. You know, um, the more God's love is in your life and impacting your life, the less we are moved by the applause and the praise of people, and the less we're also moved by the criticism of people. Some people in our insecurity, and we've all had it, we're very moved by what people think of us. Uh, you know, if they like us one minute, they're praising us, then we feel good. But if they're criticizing us or saying something, then we're, our lives, we, we come on a big downer. And uh, I really want to encourage you. God wants you not to be moved by what people think of you. Good and not good. I think if we, they're encouraging us, take on board, you know, um, with a sense of sobriety, what the encouragement is. But if they're criticizing us, I don't think we need to always diss that and just dismiss it. I think we can always choose the humble road and there's always something to learn from criticism as well. But don't let it rule your life. Let God's love be the centerpiece. And I like what somebody said once, what other people think of you is none of your business. (laughs) Great thought, everybody. What other people think of you is none of your business. You know, God's love um, causes action and mercy. God's love in your life will cause action and mercy. And mercy. And so don't let the enemy cause you to quit right now. He may be trying to get you to quit because you're just getting real close to something that God has for you just around the corner. Don't quit. Keep going because God's love causes action and mercy. And can I say this? God's love actually for believers causes action and mercy for the poor. I believe that. I believe that Christians and churches and and people that we're called to help those who are in need. Right now there's people in our own city and community in need. And we need to be helping and we need to be sowing. And as a church, we are trying to do that right now, to help people, to come alongside them, to meet their needs. And, uh, and as a church, we are trying to do that. In Galatians 2, Paul said this in the New King James. Verse 9 it says, And when James, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars and perceived the grace that had been given to me, They gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised, the Jewish people. They desired only that we should remember the poor, Paul said, the very thing which I also was eager to do. You know, one of the surprising things of God's love working in your life is suddenly you get a heart for people and for their needs. You get an empathy to help those who are suffering, the poor, the widow. I encourage everybody, if you're part of Global Heart Church, that's one of our key missions, is that we are here, like Paul said, the very thing which I'm eager to do, they commissioned him to do, and we commissioned also, through the power of God's love, to minister to those who have needs, and as the Bible says, minister to the poor. The Bible actually, in fact, says those who give to the poor lend to the Lord. I think that's very powerful, and uh, we are called to lend to the Lord. 
You know, uh, God's love will move you out of routines. God's love will challenge your comfort zones. Right now, in this time where we've got time to stop and maybe think we're working from home, can I encourage you, use that time wisely to challenge your comfort zone. Decide, I'm going to take a risk. Let God's love work in you to take a fresh risk. Um, challenge your routines. Now, right now, we've all been placed into routines, whether we like it or not. But we can think about the routines in our life and go, is that producing something in my life? If it's not producing, not effective, maybe we need to change that routine for something fresh as we come into our new season. God loves consistency, faithfulness, but the Bible never talks about routines. Life changes, seasons come and go. So we need to say, Lord, what is required for the season? You know, when God's love has impacted your life, sacrifice becomes our default. We default to giving and to sacrifice. And the Bible actually says it's better to give than to receive. That's why when we worship God with our tithes and offerings, we say the word worship, but worship is actually sacrifice. You can't call it sacrifice unless it costs you something. But for believers, sacrifice becomes our default mode. You know, I think of amazing Christians and believers who've gone before us, like Mother Teresa, who left Albania, the Balkans, for India at the age of 21 in 1931. Can you imagine traveling in 1931, 21-year-old girl from Albania, and she left and went to India to uh, the city of Calcutta, where she worked with the poorest of the poor and the sickest of the sick and uh, served and ministered to them the love of God. I like what she said. She said, I alone cannot change the world, but I cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Wow. (laughs) Mother Teresa, that's awesome. She's encouraging all of us that we too can cast a stone across the waters and your life filled with the love of God can create many ripples. In 1979, at the age of 69... She received the Nobel Peace Prize for her ministry and her work. John Orhay said, as I come to the end of our time together, he said, our religion or faith is not Christianity so much as it is Christ. Our gospel is the knowledge not of the system, but of the saving knowledge of a personal saviour and his great love. Everybody, when God's love hits your heart, it's like the reset of your Mac that's been updated. (laughs) Things change. Your life changes for the better. God wants to bring peace. God wants to bring hope. God wants to use you in his rescue mission on planet Earth. But it starts when we say, I need a saviour. I need to know this uh, Jesus who two to three billion people on our planet currently say they acknowledge as Lord and Savior. Today, I'd love to include you in a prayer. You might say, how do you become a Christian? Is it by doing this, doing that, doing the other? Actually, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if we confess Jesus Christ with our mouth, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So the Bible tells us salvation comes through faith and through confession. So what I'd love to do everybody right now is if you're sitting in bed, 
in your favourite chair, on the lounge, with a cup of tea, with your breakfast cereal, but you knowing right now, I need God in my life. I need to receive his love in this season of seeming lockdown. Then can I ask you to pray this prayer after me? And when you pray it after me, God's going to hear it. God's going to see your heart. And Jesus Christ is going to come powerfully into your life. And like I experienced, gee, he's going to shake you up with goodness. <laughs> he's going to shake you up with all of his goodness. And your life will never be the same again. You'll never be alone again. God is going to walk with you. So if that's you today, or if you're away from God, can I encourage you? Pray this prayer also. And today, come home. God is the God of another chance, and he's welcoming you back today through his incredible love. If that's you, everybody, you're saying, pray for me, Pastor Jerry. And if you're a believer, you can join in on this prayer at home as well. But if you're not yet a believer and you're saying, I need this prayer, I want to finish today knowing my eternal life is right with God, pray after me now. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus and I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I put my faith and all my hope in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me, Jesus. Help me now to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, wherever you are in Australia or around the world, congratulations. So excited for you. This is the start of a brand new life, a life of peace and purpose and hope. If you did pray, can you just click on the link? And uh, just let us know that you did pray that prayer and we'll just make sure that one of our team just contacts you to encourage you in what to do next, the next step. Also, for everybody who's tuned in, can I just pray for you today in your love lockdown. Look for the best. Look for the good right now in your situation. Challenge those routines. And let's ask God to help us right now to come out of this season bigger and better. Hello, bigger and better, full of purpose, full of hope that you might fulfill your great purpose on planet Earth. We need you, and we need you to bring who you are to our lives and to our planet right now. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for everybody who's tuned in today. I pray let your blessing be on them. Let your hand be on them. Let your love be on them, Lord, in this so-called lockdown, Father. And I pray let there be peace. Let there be favor. Let there be miracles, God. Everybody here needs a miracle now. Let there be a miracle. Father, let them meet you in this time. Let them meet you in this season. And I pray, Lord, that, Father, your love, which we cannot be separated from, will lead them forward now into victory, in relationships, breakthroughs in jobs, blessings in their business. And, Father, I declare your hand of favor upon every person, upon your people today. And we give you all the praise, Father, right now for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. God bless you, everybody. So wonderful to have you with us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Really believing for God to speak to you again. Believing that God right now is going to just give us words and give me words. Hopefully, I pray they're going to be helpful to you in this uh, season and situation. So God bless. 
Have a great week and look forward to seeing you again real soon. God bless.